ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم <تصفيق> يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار Indeed the praise is for Allah. We praise him, we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, then there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who was alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the servant of Allah and his last messenger to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah with a right that he should be feared with and do not die unless you are Muslims. O mankind, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person, and from that person created his mate, and from them two scattered countless men and women. And fear Allah from who you demand your mutual rights, and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you. Indeed, Allah is a watcher over you. O you who believe, fear Allah and say that which is correct. In order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins. Whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows certainly the most truthful speech is the book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters. And every newly invented matter in the religion is bid'ah. And every bid'ah is misguidance and every misguidance is in the hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book he mentions wal-asr. 
he swore by the time, by the time indeed all of mankind is in loss. Allah swears by the time due to the importance of time. And time is something that we as believers in Allah and believers in His Messenger, followers of the religion of Al-Islam, time is something that we must take advantage of. We must seize the time and not be negligent when it comes to the time. For indeed those who are negligent regarding the time, these are the ones who will be lost. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions indeed, all of mankind is in loss. All of mankind will be losers, except for those who adorn themselves with the four qualities and characteristics that Allah He mentioned. Except for those who believe, number one, and do righteous deeds, number two, and encourage one another with the truth, number three, and encourage one another with patience. So these four matters are the qualities and characteristics of salvation. Having iman, having righteous deeds, encouraging with the truth and encouraging with patience. These are the four things that benefit us. And these are the four matters which bring about salvation and save us from being in a state of loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned these four matters so that we can embark upon us and embark upon them and adorn ourselves with these matters. So every believer must take advantage and do that which benefits him or her. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, اِحْرِسْ عَلَى مَا يَنْفَعُكُ وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ وَلَا The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, be diligent and eager over doing that which benefits you. And seek the help of Allah and do not be incompetent. The believer should be striving to attain that which is of great benefit. Whether it is a religious benefit or the worldly benefit, but placing the main focus upon the religious benefits. For the worldly benefits are just that, they are worldly benefits. But the religious benefits, they benefit us not only in this life, but also in the hereafter. And the believer never loses sight of the ultimate goal of meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being saved from the hellfire, entering into the paradise, seeing the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the ultimate goal for us. So we do that which benefits us, and we strive to do that which benefits us. And in our striving, we seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal, He mentions, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone Allah, we worship. And without a doubt, there is great benefit in worshipping Allah. Benefit in this life, benefit in the hereafter. And as you alone, Allah, we seek for help. Because without the aid and the help of Allah, we will not be able to do that which brings about benefit for us 
in this life nor in the hereafter. So the Prophet ﷺ directed us to do that which, of, that which is of benefit. Be diligent in doing that which benefits you. Be eager to attain that which benefits you. Seek the help of Allah and do not be incompetent. Don't be lazy. Don't be negligent. Put forth the effort. Seek the help of Allah and put your trust in Allah and think good about Allah. That Allah will give you good. Due to your efforts and your striving. Think good about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, Allah is the, Allah is the one who controls all of the affairs. So we go to Him and turn to Him to attain that which is of benefit. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, اِخْتَنَمْ خَمْسًا قَبَلَ خَمْس Take advantage of five before five. And we've heard this narration before. But today we're speaking about the importance of seizing the time. From that which the Prophet mentioned, فَرَاغَتْ قَبَلَ شُغْلِكْ وَحَيَاتَ قَبَلَ مَوْتِكْ Take advantage of your free time before being preoccupied. Take advantage of your life before your death. Time is important, brothers and sisters. Time is very important. Allah, He swore by the time. And when we look at Surah Al-Fajr, we see a tremendous benefit and wisdom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning of the surah as well as towards the end of the surah. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالَ الْعَشْرِ وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا يَسْرِ هَلْ فِي ذَلِكَ قَسَمٌ لِذِ الْحِجْرِ Allah, he, he swears by the dawn and by the ten nights and by the even and the odd and by the night as it departs. Is there in this oath a warning and a sufficient and sufficient as a proof and evidence for those of understanding? Allah Azza wa Jal swore by the dawn, which is the beginning of the day. Allah Azza wa Jal He swore by the ten nights, which is connected to the ten days of Dhul Hijjah, which are the best days of the year. And the best nights of the year are the last ten nights of Ramadan. Allah Azza wa Jal, He swore by the even and the odd from all things and by the night that departs. This is the time itself. Why is Allah swearing by these, these things except that in them there is great importance? As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions that indeed in this oath there is sufficient proof for those of understanding, for the people of sound intellect. Because there is the reminder of the time. And then at the end or towards the end of the surah, Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions on the day when the hellfire will be brought. And on that day, mankind will remember. But how will the remembrance benefit him? And he will say, Oh, I wish I had sent something forward for my life.
In the beginning of the surah, Allah Azawajal swears by the time. And at the end of the surah, Allah Azawajal mentions the state of the people who did not take advantage of the time, so they will have regret on the day of judgment. They will reflect and remember on the day of judgment, but the remembrance on that day will not benefit them. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفُرُ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd Anadila bin Abbas radiyallahu anhuma qala qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma min ayyam al-amalu salih ahambu al-amalu salih fiha ahambu ila Allah فقالوا يا رسول الله ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله إلا رجل خرج بنفسه وماله فلم يرجع منه بشيء أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said there are no days ما من أيام العمل الصالح فيها أحب إلى الله من هذه الأيام. That there are no days in which the righteous deed is more beloved to Allah than these days. And what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was referring to was the ten days of Dhul Hijjah, the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. So the Sahaba they said not even going out striving for the sake of Allah or in the path of Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said not even going out striving in the path of Allah except for a man who goes out with his life and his wealth and he does not return back with anything from it. Today is the 28th day of the Qa'dah. Tomorrow will be the 29th. And it is possible that Sunday will be the first day of the Hijjah or Monday. So it is upon us to prepare ourselves for the best 10 days of the year. These 10 days, the acts are the best, the most beloved acts to Allah Azza wa Jal. The reward is multiplied. So if Allah Azza wa Jal gives us life to reach these 10 days, then we must take advantage. We must seize that time to do all of the good that we possibly could do from prayer from sadaqah, from fasting, and other than that, from the righteous actions. And likewise, we must stay away from sins. As some of the ulama, they have mentioned that committing sins during these first 10 days is not like committing sins during other days. So just as the deeds are multiplied, the sins are multiplied for the violation of this noble and great time. It is upon us to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these days. As Allah azza wa jalla mentions, وَيَذْكُرَ اسْمَ اللَّهِ 
في أيام المعلومات and they mention the name of Allah during the well-known days. The scholars of Tafsir mention these days are the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. And it is mentioned, كَانَ إِبْنُ عُمَرُ وَأَبُ هُرَيْرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا يَخْرُجَانِ إِلَى السُّوكِ فَيُكَبِّرَانِ وَيُكَبِّرُ النَّاسِ بِتَكْبِيرِهِمَا that Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah and Abu Huraira, they used to go out to the marketplace. And they used to say Allahu Akbar, meaning during the first 10 days, إِذَا دَخَلَتِ الْعَشْرِ When the, the first 10 days entered, كَانَ ibn Umar wa Abu Huraira radiallahu anhumah يَخْرُجَانِ إِلَى السُّوكِ فَيُكَبِّرَانْ وَيُكَبِّرُ النَّاسِ بِتَكْبِرِهِمَا So when the first ten days entered, Abdullah ibn Umar and Abu Huraira, they would go out to the marketplace and they would magnify Allah. They would say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, the likes. And when the people would hear them, the people would say, Allahu Akbar, due to their takbir. And it doesn't mean that Abdullah ibn Umar and Abu Huraira radiallahu anhuma. They went in the marketplace and they started to say takbir. And then the people said, Allahu Akbar, takbir. And the people said, this is not from Islam, ikhwan. This is a bid'ah. What is meant by the takbir is the act of saying Allahu Akbar. Like takbiratul ihram, the opening takbir. Do we say takbir? and enter into the salah, or do we say Allahu Akbar, and enter into the salah? We say Allahu Akbar, and enter into salah. That's the takbir itself. So what you find being done in the masajid, when somebody accepts Islam, one person yells out, takbir! People yell, Allahu Akbar! This is not from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. What is intended by the takbir is the act of saying Allahu Akbar. So when Abdullah ibn Umar and Abu Huraira would go out into the marketplace, they would be doing the takbir, meaning they would be saying, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allah. They would be doing this. And when the people would hear them, it would be a reminder, so they would start doing this. And this is, barakallahu feekum, known as a takbir al-mutlaq. The unrestricted magnification of Allah. And this is done from the first day of Dhul Hijjah at all times and in all places. As for a takbir al-muqayyad, the restricted takbir which is done after the prayers, then this is done from Fajr on the day of Arafah up into Asr, the last day of the days of Tashriq. And also, barakallahu feekum, we have the narration on the authority of Umm Salama, radiallahu anha. قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخلت العشر وأراد أحدكم أن يضحي فلا يمس الشعر فلا يمس من شعره وبشره شيئا أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم that when the ten days of Dhul Hijjah they enter and a person has the intention to slaughter an animal then he is not to take anything from his hair or anything from his body. Meaning you don't clip your nails and you don't cut your hair. So if you plan on slaughtering on the day of Eid or during the days of Tashrik, 
If the first day of Dhul Hijjah is going to be Sunday, then starting Saturday night at Maghrib is forbidden for you to cut your hair and to clip your nails or take anything from your body. So if you're going to cut your hair, you need to do it today, you need to do it tomorrow, if you're going to be slaughtering. Because during the days of Dhul Hijjah, you cannot cut your hair and you cannot clip your nails until you slaughter. And this is the opinion of many of the ulama. Some say that the matter here is a recommendation not to cut, but that which is safest, that you do not cut your hair and you do not take from your nails. As for the cutting of the beard, then it is prohibited to cut the beard at all times. Whether you're going to slaughter or you're not going to slaughter. The Prophet ﷺ commanded us to leave the beard, spare the beard, don't touch the beard. The Prophet ﷺ seen two men coming from Persia. They had no beards and they had big mustaches. He asked them, who told you to do this? They said, our Lord told us, meaning Kisra. Our Lord told us to do this. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, but my Lord commanded me to lower the mustache and to spare the beard. Commandment, not recommendation, commandment. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah azza wa jalla to make us amongst the people who hear a good word and follow it. We ask Allah azza wa jalla to make us from amongst those who reach these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah and do righteous actions therein. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us our ibadah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all evils. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the good in this life as well as in the hereafter. Akulu qawli hadha, astaghfirullahi wa lakum, wa subhanaka allahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa antu bilayk.